Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Gators Breakdown, because there's never a dull moment in Gator Nation. The Gators Breakdown podcast is ready to go. I'm your host, David Waters, and you can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SCC and a busy, busy day here. Look, I had planned on doing a uh, instant reaction to the Florida Gator 2021 football schedule being released today. Uh, coming at you right on the heels of that. I mean, the SEC Network show is still going on right now. But, uh, look, I wanted to talk about it anyway. Um, they gave us a <clears throat> they gave us a hint yesterday that this was going to come here on uh, Wednesday the 27th. So, all the way from January, they released a schedule that we won't get to see until September. So, we were all waiting because, look, there were a lot of things going on with this schedule, with the way 2020 and the way that schedule happened and an all-SEC schedule would anything change as far as the 2021 schedule goes? And it did not. Everything that was put into place as far as who you were going to play in conference stayed that way. Some teams are playing each other twice in the same season. If there were SEC East, SEC West games like Georgia and Arkansas, they played last year. That was an added game. And they play their scheduled game uh, that in, in 2021 like it was going to be scheduled anyway. So a lot to get into here. Uh, Brian Johnson now going on to the NFL and to the Philadelphia Eagles as a quarterback coach. That kind of broke uh, today out of nowhere, uh, but much, you know, <laughs> to, to the surprise of everyone. Uh, I think we've talked about staff movements uh, a good bit the last couple of weeks. And now uh, it's Brian Johnson and UCF just opened up. I thought he, he could be a name to take that job with Josh Heupel going to Tennessee. Uh, but. Yeah, I still wonder if somebody would ask him to be a head coach in college. I know he just took this job. I know it just got announced, uh, but UCF just opened up too in the last couple of days. Uh, you know, last night it was kind of coming out that Josh Hyper was going to take the Tennessee job. Would UCF go ask Brian Johnson anyway, even though he's just taking that job <clears throat> for the Philadelphia Eagles? So I still think that could be something to watch out for. Very interesting uh, to see if something like that happens. But hey, let's get into all the. This would be a shorter episode here. I just kind of wanted to give my thoughts on the schedule, give you guys a schedule. If you didn't get to watch it, I know it's out there on Twitter. You can check it all out. Florida put it out there as well uh, of the of the schedule. But give my thoughts on the schedule, how it shakes out, and Brian Johnson moving on to the NFL. Before we get there, remember you can find Gators Breakdown at news4jacks.com or your favorite podcast platform. If you're watching on YouTube right now, a few of you are. I know it's just kind of a surprise on everyone, but hit that like button. Hit that subscribe button. If you're watching the replay, do the same thing. Help us out here on Gators Breakdown. 
But here we go. Let's get into it, and I will pop it up. Here's the graphic from the University of Florida put out here, and let's just quickly go through the games, and then we'll uh, break it down just a bit. September 4th, Florida Atlantic. The very next week at South Florida, Alabama, week three on the 2021 schedule. <clears throat> then Tennessee in the swamp the very next week on September 25th. Then October 2nd, the Gators go to Kentucky, then host Vanderbilt, then go on the road to LSU on October 16th. And then there's the bye week in between LSU and then on October 30th, Halloween weekend, Florida, Georgia in Jacksonville. Next week after that, November 6th, South Carolina, then Samford. So, you know, uh, the easier adult conference games are showing back up here. And then Missouri on November 20th. And then Florida State is back on the schedule in the swamp on November 27th. So the first thing here is, you know, look at this. You didn't have your, you didn't have your adult conference games in 2020. We get those back now. Opening up, Willie Taggart. You get to play Willie Taggart again anyway. <laughs> He's the head coach of Florida Atlantic. That's going to be the opening game for the Gators as they travel to the Swamp. So uh, all the changes going on at FSU, Willie Taggart no longer there, but he's going to get another crack at the Gators, this time uh, with a Florida Atlantic uniform on. And then, you know, the uh, road game, quote-unquote road, ga- road game in Tampa, uh, South Florida, that game will be in Raymond James Stadium. You can best bet there's probably still going to be more Gator fans than Bulls fans <laughs> there. So, uh, yeah, you're traveling. Yes, a road game, but you know, for recruiting purposes and all that stuff, I think that's one reason you know, Florida didn't mind doing a well, it's a two for one. I think Florida gets two home games out of this series, one game at Tampa. The, the first game will be on the road, uh, in the series for uh, Florida at South Florida. Uh, there. So, you know, Jules Montanar returning to his school that he just left, uh, the new uh, Florida cornerback coach and recruiting coordinator. So he'll get to get to play his former team in his first year in orange and blue. And then the big one, third week of the season, September. I think that's 18th. Can't see it. Yeah. September 18th, Alabama comes to the swamp in a very, very early season game. Florida opens up SEC play with a rematch from last year's SEC title game. Alabama comes to town, a lot of changes for both teams on the offensive side of the ball, quarterbacks, receivers, all that stuff. Alabama probably has an easier time with the way they recruit, uh, but you do catch them early. As we just said, there's a lot of change going on for Alabama as well. You're catching them early in the year. They play Miami week one, then Mercer week two, I believe, and then they'll come to the swap on the third game of the season. Man, that's a (laughs) – you're opening up the SEC in style, and the swamp will be rocking – Swamp will be rocking for sure when Alabama comes to town that early in the season. You hope it doesn't derail a season if you you know you happen to lose that game uh, in the third week of the season. But uh, you know you, 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 um, it, it works out this time to where Alabama is the rotation opponent for the SEC West this time. Uh, you know I don't think the game will look much like the uh, the SEC championship game <laughs> we just saw about a month ago. But uh, you know uh, this one's ready to get excited for. Hopefully the swamp is able to be packed. Hopefully COVID's by the wayside, you know, and we'll see where it goes. Hopefully we're able to have a, a, a full capacity uh, in the swamp if everything's okay. And, uh, you know, that be that will be the first game of the, the swamp would be rocking. Yeah, you know, you, you get FAU week one. You'll be happy if it's everything's kind of close to normal with, with a full swamp and full tailgating and all that stuff. But it won't hit in earnest until Alabama rolls into town on week three. Then you roll back around. Another home game. Then the very next week, Josh Heupel just hired at Tennessee this morning. 
and all that. And he's going to return to the state of Florida from UCF to Tennessee, return to the state of Florida to face the Gators on September 25th at home, a home game for the Gators. So back-to-back home games there, Alabama and Tennessee, two weeks in a row. But look at this, folks. Florida Atlantic, South Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, all those games are in the state of Florida. So Florida will not leave the state the first month of the season. And as I said, that game at South Florida is going to be a pretty much a home game as well with a lot of Gator fans in that stadium. They'll pack it out there in Tampa as well. So, I mean, the schedule breaks pretty good early on while you have all these new pieces, while you have Emory Jones in that running game trying to come to form, trying to figure out all the differences on defense with the new coaching staff and, and, we're, and we're replacing a lot of players there in the secondary, trying to get that uh, short up there. So you, you look at the schedule here and you don't have to travel a whole lot. Uh, and, you know, hopefully, like I said, COVID by the wayside, uh, either way, it wouldn't be that much of a factor for Florida. You're not traveling a lot here in the first month of the season. So the first month, once again, Florida Atlantic at South Florida hosting Alabama, hosting Tennessee. Then we get into October and the Florida Gators will go to the Kentucky Wildcats on October 2nd. So, you know, we know how close those games have been in recent years, how hard fought those games have been in recent years. Florida will return to Kentucky for the first time since Kyle Trask took over for Felipe Franks and the Gators offense takes off since, you know, we'll see, uh, we'll see uh, how how that game goes. Uh, Looks like, you know, Kentucky's got their, Trying to get their quarterback situation figured out. Mark Stoops returns for another year. Uh, Eddie Grant's going as offensive coordinator uh, there for Kentucky, but that'll be your first game in October. Florida will follow that up with an October 9th trip, or not trip, hosting Vanderbilt on October 9th. My bad. At Kentucky, October 2nd, hosting Vanderbilt on October 9th. And then the next week on the road in Baton Rouge, October 16th, Florida and LSU. Hopefully some kind of payback game <laughs> for the Gators there uh, from, from this past year. You know, you'll be looking forward to that. And you know, look, you get Kentucky Vanderbilt two weeks before. You'll be coming off of Alabama and Tennessee. Then you get Kentucky Vanderbilt. And then you get LSU uh, going to you know, going to Baton Rouge, a game that always has a lot of emotion. Max Johnson seems to be the quarterback that's going to be locked in there for LSU. He really came out versus Florida uh, this this past year. But they're making a lot of changes, too. Uh, you know, they're just – Fired Bo Pelini uh, after one year at defensive coordinator. So they got some changes as well. Uh, so interesting, interesting game right there in the middle of the season. is October 16th. Florida will travel to Baton Rouge and take on the LSU Tigers. Then the bye week. And then, of course, Georgia in Jacksonville, October 30th. So, you know, you kind of look at the schedule a bit and you kind of break it up into pairs. You got Alabama, Tennessee back to back. Then it eases up a bit. Kentucky, Vanderbilt back to back. Yes, there's the bye week after that, but you get LSU, bye week, Georgia. So LSU and Georgia back-to-back. If the season goes as you think it will, if you just kind of look at it, most people are going to predict a loss to Alabama. So you're one, more than likely one loss going into Georgia-LSU or LSU-Georgia. And you know, it probably makes you break your season right there. LSU and Georgia back-to-back, that's, that, that's the season. Because, look, even if you beat Alabama, it's going to come down to LSU and Georgia uh, with the way, you know, we'll, t- we'll take a look at some other schedules here too uh, of teams in the conference, uh, especially Georgia, because that's your main competition in the East. 
but you know the game, the season's going to come down to LSU and, and Georgia. Those back-to-back games, no matter what happens uh, versus Alabama, you do. But you beat Alabama early in the year, and it puts even more importance on those games if you're college football playoff run, all that good stuff. But uh, you know, just looking ahead here, I'm not predicting that or anything. As I said, most people are going to predict. I would lean also Alabama beating Florida here earlier on in the year, but uh, a lot hinges on that LSU bye week Georgia stretch there for the Gators. After Georgia, November 6th at South Carolina. So as we look, we just kind of mentioned at the beginning of the season, Florida spends so much time in the state of Florida, starting with the uh, October 16th game at LSU. Gators won't be in the swamp for a while. You know, you've got that game uh, versus Georgia and Jacksonville. So it would be on the road at LSU, a bye week on the road at South Carolina, and then you're back in the swamp on November 13th versus Sanford. So, you know, you go to South Carolina the week after playing Georgia. Yeah, I hope you're not licking your wounds uh, in, in that game. It's pretty unique for to play in South Carolina the week after Georgia. I can't uh, – I, recent memory, I don't remember that being the case. Florida has played South Carolina the week before Georgia uh, before, maybe the bye weekend there. I think 2012 was the one game I remember there. Florida dominates South Carolina and then uh, goes loses to Georgia in Jacksonville. But um, you know, kind of look at their – Unique situation there uh, of playing Shane Beamer his first year at South Carolina the week after Georgia. Then I mentioned back home November seven or November thirteenth versus Samford. Then you go on the road November twentieth versus Missouri, and boy, could that be a cold game! I know we looked at last year, this past season, going to Tennessee and playing in a very cold game later in the year, first week of December, I believe. But now you go to Missouri November twentieth, and man. You don't like that cold weather. This Florida boy here doesn't like that cold weather. Uh, but, you know, Florida performed okay there at Tennessee in some cold weather. You know, you, but something worth bringing up uh, there. November 20th versus Missouri. That game's usually a little about a week or two earlier uh, when, you, when you look at it. Sometimes sometimes it's a week after Georgia. Sometimes it's two weeks after the Georgia game. So about a week later than it normally is. Uh, for the Gators. And then here we go. The season finale, once again, something we missed out on in 2020 with the big out of conference games, not only the small out of conference games, the cupcakes, the games you should win. Well, FSU's in that category too, but here we go. <laughs> uh, you get your ACC rivals back in the SEC, Florida versus Florida State. The last time these two teams played, it was a home game for the Gators. Uh, it's going to stay that way. The rotation is going to stay the same. So Florida State will travel to Gainesville. And it'll be the first time Florida faces Mike Norvell, uh, the, the head coach there at Florida State. Since you didn't play the, the Seminoles in 2020, you get the first crack at Mike Norvell November 27th as Florida State comes to Gainesville on the season finale of the 2021 football season. So there we go. That's how it breaks out one more time. Florida Atlantic, South Florida, Alabama, Tennessee, Kentucky, Vanderbilt, LSU, Get your bye week before Georgia, South Carolina, Samford, Missouri, Florida State. And as I said, you know, just kind of looking at it here, the, the the stretch, you know, of course, getting Bama early in the year. I think that's the highlight. You, you're opening up the SEC schedule with Alabama. Back-to-back home games, Alabama, Tennessee. But, you know, Florida doesn't have you know, the three-game stretch or the four-game stretch that's really difficult here. You, it's kind of broken up. In two stretches, two pairs, Alabama, Tennessee, back to back. You know, not saying Tennessee with Josh Heupel, he's going to make them much better or anything, but that game is coming the week after Alabama. And there's the stat out there. And we hit it this past week, year or two, going looking at 2020. 
the year after or the week after playing Alabama, how a team performs uh, out there. And sometimes it isn't too good. But look, A&M <laughs> beat Florida uh, this past year, the week after A&M played Alabama. So, you know, it's a it's, it's a stat that's out there that's OK to look at, but it doesn't really mean a whole lot. You know, better teams usually win the game. But as I said, you break it up into pairs here. Alabama, Tennessee, back-to-back. LSU, Georgia, back-to-back with a bye week in between. Not a heavy stretch for the Gators anywhere on the season. Uh, so the schedule broke out pretty well as far as that is. No, no three-game stretch or no four-game stretch. That's really tough for the Gators with all this changing on offense and all the coaching changes on defense. And you know, the bye week comes before Georgia. No surprise there. And... That's the way it will break out. We'll try something new here. Let me tr- try and share the screen here uh, on StreamYard as we will take a look at the uh, rest of the SEC schedule here, uh, if I can get that to work. And boom, that should work. There we go. Some uh, early season highlights. Uh, some early season out-of-conference games <laughs> that we should get excited about. Of course, looking at the Gator schedule, but, man, I mean, looking at the SEC schedule is a lot of fun, too. And, I mean, Alabama, Miami, week one in Atlanta. That would be a fun game uh, to, to, to watch. Georgia, Clemson, that would be a top-four matchup probably if you, if you look at all these early season polls. Both teams really in the top four and every poll that you look at right now. So, you know, Georgia could already have a loss in the season. It won't mean much for the SEC standings, but you should take a look at it, and that's just the way it's going to break out. They play Clemson week one, JT Daniels, and that offense coming back. Lose a lot on defense, this Georgia. Uh, Clemson's getting a lot of defensive pieces back from a somewhat disappointing defense to go against JT Daniels in that, in that Georgia offense. So that would be a fun game to watch, get a really good litmus test for the beginning of the season. I mean, that game's going to be hyped up. And I mean, there's your, there's your primetime game <laughs> right, right there. Week one, we know that Georgia Clemson, uh, something to look forward to as we look, uh, hopefully, as I said, every, hopefully everything stays the same and w- w- with the schedule and the way COVID worked out, I think we could probably feel pretty safe. Now uh, you went through a complete college football season successfully with COVID. It should lighten up a bit. Try and keep the schedule as, as much the same as you can. But all I'll say <laughs> as far as that goes, LSU at UCLA should be a pretty interesting coaching uh, or game there. LSU, UCLA, Chip Kelly, UCLA still uh, there. And uh, all the changes, as we mentioned, going on at LSU. So you get that game the first week of the season. And who knows where LSU will be? Can they continue to build on their late season performance like they did versus Florida and Ole Miss last year and, and keep it going? Uh, and UCLA would be a statement for them to beat an SEC team. Uh, as um, you know, they start the 2021 season. No other big games uh, as far as September 4th and that. September 6th, that would be that Labor Day night. Ole Miss and Louisville in Atlanta. So you got Alabama versus Miami. That would be that Saturday game in Atlanta. And then on Monday night, you'll get Ole Miss and Louisville. Let's scroll down a bit, and here we go. Uh, so, look – Mercer, Alabama, look, that's not, you know, that's usually not worth bringing up, but it is worth bringing up because that's the game the week before Alabama plays Florida. So Alabama opens up with Miami. They get Mercer week two, so they get a breather. They get to a quote-unquote bye week there the week before they play Florida. Uh, Georgia has UAB that week. SEC play Missouri and Kentucky. And NC State, Mississippi State, pretty good game there. South Carolina, East Carolina. 
Pitt at Tennessee. So there you go. That is uh, – That'd be Josh Heupel's first big game uh, as his head coach as an ACC school comes into Knoxville. And then Texas A&M versus Colorado. That game will be in Denver. Here we go, September 18th, as we already know, Alabama at Florida. But Auburn and Penn State, man, that should be a pretty good game. Auburn traveling to Happy Valley. So I uh, wonder if they'll do the wideout, the night game there. Uh, well, that's something to look forward to as Auburn goes to Penn State. South Carolina at Georgia. Uh, so Shane Beamer's first big in-conference game there will be versus the Georgia Bulldogs. September 25th, the highlight there. Uh, let's see. Let me scroll back up here. Texas A&M, Arkansas, a neutral site game. That's where Tennessee, Florida is. LSU, Mississippi State. Uh, not too good of a week there if you look at the SEC and SEC teams playing each other. October 2nd. Uh, Auburn LSU probably highlights that week a bit. Arkansas, Georgia, they get to play each other, like we said, two weeks or two years in a row. And then Ole Miss, Alabama, that was a fun game last year. Uh, we'll see if they can duplicate that on October 2nd. October 9th, remember, Georgia and Auburn do not play each other in November anymore. That game has been moved up into the season. It happened in 2020 for the first time. going to happen again in 2021. Georgia at Auburn, October 9th. That's the week Florida plays Vanderbilt. Uh, LSU, Kentucky, South Carolina, Tennessee. Alabama at Texas A&M. So pretty good week there uh, for October 9th and for the SEC. October 16th, you'll get the highlight there, Florida and LSU, and not other many games <laughs> there uh, that will uh, that will um, garner much attention. Kentucky at Georgia sometimes is an ugly, slugfest type of game. We'll see if we get another one of those. But uh, Auburn-Arkansas probably could be fun. Could be a fun game. October 23rd, that's the week Florida and Georgia have their bye week. Tennessee, Alabama is the highlight of that week. And, well, let's see. This thing's freezing up a little bit. Let's see if it will get to the next part of the schedule, as you can see here. And October 30th, Ole Miss, Auburn, Florida, Georgia. Highlights there, November 6th. So you get Florida, Georgia back-to-back. Then or Florida, Georgia, one week. The next week, LSU in Alabama uh, will highlight the week as the week Florida and South Carolina are uh, going at it. Uh, Auburn, Texas A&M could be fun as well. November thirteenth, the week Florida plays at Samford, so you can watch a lot of these other SEC games. <laughs> uh, you don't have to pay too much attention to Florida, Samford if you don't want to. Mississippi State and Auburn, Texas A&M, Ole Miss. Georgia and Tennessee has pretty much taken the place of Georgia-Auburn. That game is moving later in the year um, as well with uh, Florida or with Georgia-Auburn moving earlier in the year. November 20th, Arkansas-Alabama, Florida at Missouri. Not many highlights there. Auburn-South Carolina is a game there. November 27th, the season finale. We get our Iron Bowl is back. We get our ACC versus SEC matchups. So it should be fun again, November 27th. Thanksgiving weekend kind of hopefully is in the, the traditional uh, way we can think about it. Look, I, I really enjoyed <laughs> the all-SEC schedule. Overall, I enjoyed it more, but also want these out-of-conference games that we get with the ACC. Um, scheduling is a whole other, uh, is a whole other um, conversation we can have. Uh, but I do miss these games. I did miss these games this past year. But a uh, lot to look forward to. A lot to look forward to. Uh, for this 2021 schedule, we get back to the 12 game schedule, get back to SEC, get back to SEC versus ACC, and a lot of fun, a lot of fun to be had <laughs> with the schedule starting early for the Gators. Week three, 
when Alabama rolls to town, rolls to Gainesville to take on the Gators. So, all right, there we go. That'll be uh, that, that's it for the 2021 Gator schedule. And uh, there's the, the instant reaction there. Uh, pretty good schedule overall, I think. Like I said, not too difficult, except for the fact Alabama comes in. But as far as the way the schedule lays out, not that bad, not that bad. So here we go before we wrap up. Let's get into Brian Johnson, the news that broke today. He's going to the NFL, going to the Philadelphia Eagles. Two coach quarterbacks, no surprise there. He's been interviewed uh, quite a bit this offseason, uh, uh, of course, the Boise State. Uh, head coaching job, the South Carolina offensive coordinator job, and but it's going to end up him being going or him going to the NFL to be the quarterback coach for the Philadelphia Eagles. I still say watch out to see if UCF maybe garners his interest in being a head coach uh, there. As I said, I'm not sure anybody really predicted um, Heupel going to Tennessee, even though their athletic director Danny White went to Tennessee, uh, but you know they reach out get um, Heupel to be the head coach at Tennessee, and then that opens up UCF. UCF. So I, if, if it's me in UCF, I, I'm still calling to garner interest and see if he's interested in being a head coach. But right now, Brian Johnson will not be in the booth calling plays, sharing play calling duties with Dan Mullen for the 2021 Gators. Look, he's absolutely an asset, but it, it doesn't mean that the transition to a new offensive coordinator, a new quarterback coach won't be seamless. Uh, Two things can be true at the same time. He's an asset, but he can be replaced. And my thought behind that is this is still Dan Mullen's offense. Dan Mullen still has a great reputation of developing quarterbacks. He has a history of it, a long history of it. Florida will be fine without Brian Johnson being the uh, offensive coordinator here and the quarterback coach. He absolutely can be good. He is good. That's why he's getting a job, but it doesn't mean he's not replaceable. He's absolutely replaceable. And, the damage is minimal here uh, to me. And I think we can do that while still admitting Johnson brought a lot to the table, really good recruiter. So my thing for Florida is you have to hire at least a good recruiter in this spot, because I, I believe Dan Mullen can take care of the quarterback part of it, the quarterback development part of it, calling plays on, on game day. I know some want Mullen to be more of that CEO CEO role uh, as a head coach, but at least for this part of it, if he's, not going to just take that CEO role. He'll be he'll be fine developing quarterbacks. He'll be fine calling ball plays. So I, I think the 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 damage is minimal here uh, with, with Brian Johnson leaving. And I don't want to make it sound like I wasn't grateful for the offense when, when Kyle Trask and developing Kyle Trask. It's not what I'm trying to say at all. It's just you know I I think it'd be okay. I think it's okay with Mullen, given his acumen, given his pedigree of developing quarterbacks, calling plays. Florida would be fine just in that regard. And Mullen was not caught off guard here. As I just said, Johnson had a lot of interviews in the last month or so with other with other schools. The interest was there. Mullen knew that. You don't think he's just sitting by the wayside and just was surprised that he doesn't have somebody already in mind that he wants? Probably a few guys already in mind. I know Tom Herman from Texas, Texas head coach, former offensive coordinator under Urban Meyer, is a hot name that's kind of being brought up through um, – Gator Nation right now, especially because of the Urban Meyer connection. How long would he be here? I think that's the first thing you ask yourself. Uh, would he mesh well with Dan Mullen? He probably could learn a little uh, uh, as far as, you know, Florida and Texas, very similar in, in how they are programs in highly competitive 
football crazy recruit heavy states. Probably can learn a little bit under Dan Mullen. I know people were a little disappointed with the way the season ended for Florida, but it was far from a, the kind of I won't necessarily say dumpster fire with Tom Herman in Texas, but it wasn't what they were expecting when Tom Herman was hired. A lot of people thought that was a great hire for Texas, that he would bring them back, and he didn't. So, you know, would he come mentor under Dan Mullen for a season or two? Um, I, I usually don't let – oh, he's only going to be here for a year. I don't usually let that scare me away from, from hires because you know, if he is that good and he is leaving after a year, more than likely he still held up the bargain. He still – um, you know, he, he'll be getting another job because he did some good things in just that one year. So I, I, I don't, you know, you don't want to be shuffling coaches, but you no, know, I'm not trying to compare Saban or Mullen to Saban, but you know, it can be done. You know, Saban has a car wash of coaches, uh, just rolls them in, rolls them out. And the success is just usually pretty there on the same level year after year after year. So it can be done. It can be done. And especially if it's on the offensive side of the ball where Dan Mullen, that's his acumen, that's his pedigree. I wouldn't let it worry me if the coach is, is coming in only for a year or, or so. Go get me a recruiter. That's also a good coach. Don't get me wrong. you got to be able to coach as well. But the person has to at least be able to recruit. That He has to have that. You know, you can't take a drop in recruiting here uh, for, for, for the Gators. Brian Johnson was one of the best recruiters on staff. you got to at least replace that part of it. Uh, get somebody that can coach as well, but I do need somebody that can recruit, help this Gator uh, recruiting staff as well. How much of a difference would it actually make? I don't know. But you don't want it to be worse. You don't want it to be worse uh, on, on the recruiting front. So you know, we'll keep a name out for replace. We'll keep an ear out for replacements, and uh, of course, we'll, we'll we'll break it down here uh, when a hire is made or, or or all that good stuff. I'm glad you guys joined me. Good bit of you joining me right now on YouTube. Thank you so much for that on the short notice. Now uh, they're trying to keep it under wraps a bit <laughs> for doing the instant reaction. Wasn't sure the timeline of the SEC, how quickly quickly they were going to go through uh, the, the schedule and all that. But a uh, good kudos on them. I was just kind of waiting for them to all put it out at one time so we can kind of compare weeks and, and all that good stuff. But uh, thanks for joining me here on this, uh, you know, 30-minute episode uh, of Gators Breakdown. Some good stuff here, breaking down the 2021 schedule and Brian Johnson leaving for the NFL. I'm the host of Gators Breakdown, David Waters. You can find me on Twitter at GatorDave underscore SEC. Guys and girls out there, thanks for listening to this episode of Gators Breakdown. <laughs>